part three chapter five section two of weird tales by e t a hoffman translated by j t bealby this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part three signor formica chapter five section two we know that salvatore and antonio complimented mariana with the finest serenade that could be heard but i have forgotten to say that to the old gentleman's very exceeding indignation they repeated it during several successive nights at length signor pasquale whose rage was kept in check by his neighbours was foolish enough to have recourse to the authorities of the city urging them to forbid the two painters to sing in the via repetta the authorities however replied that it would be a thing unheard of in rome to prevent anybody from singing and playing the guitar where he pleased and it was irrational to ask such a thing so signor pasquale determined to put an end to the nuisance himself and promised michel a large reward if he seized the first opportunity to fall upon the singers and give them a good sound drubbing michel at once procured a stout bludgeon and lay in wait every night behind the door but it happened that salvator and antonio judged it prudent to omit their serenading in the via repetta for some nights preceding the carrying into execution of their plan so as not to remind the old gentleman of his adversaries mariana remarked quite innocently that though she hated antonio and salvator yet she liked their singing for nothing was so nice as to hear music floating upwards in the night air this signor pasquale made a mental note of and as the essence of gallantry purposed to surprise his love with a serenade on his part which he had himself composed and carefully practised up with his faithful friends on the very night preceding that in which he was hoping to celebrate his greatest triumph in nicolo musso's theatre he stealthily slipped out of the house and went and fetched his associates with whom he had previously arranged matters but no sooner had they sounded the first few notes on their guitars than michel whom signor pasquale had thoughtlessly forgotten to apprise of his design burst forth from behind the door highly delighted at finding that the opportunity which was to bring him in the promised reward had at last come and began to cudgel the musicians most unmercifully with the results of which we are already acquainted of course there was no further mention made of either splendiano or petichinaccio's accompanying signor pasquale to nicolo's theatre for they were both confined to their bed beplastered all over signor pasquale however was unable to stay away although his back and shoulders were smarting not a little from the drubbing he had himself received every note in his arias was a chord which drew him thither with irresistible power well now said salvator to antonio since the obstacle which we took to be insurmountable has been removed out of our way of itself it all depends now entirely upon your address not to let the favourable moment slip for carrying off your mariana from nicolo's theatre but i needn't talk you'll not fail i will greet you now as the betrothed of capuzzi's lovely niece who in a few days will be your wife i wish you happiness antonio 
and yet i feel a shiver run through me when i think upon your marriage what do you mean salvator asked antonio utterly astounded call it a crotchet call it a foolish fancy or what you will antonio rejoined salvator at any rate i love the fair sex but there is not one not even she on whom i foolishly dote for whom i would gladly die but what excites in my heart so soon as i think of a union with her such as marriage is a suspicion that makes me tremble with the most unpleasant feeling of awe that which is inscrutable in the nature of woman mocks all the weapons of man she whom we believe to have surrendered herself to us entirely heart and soul whom we believe to have unfolded all her character to us is the first to deceive us and along with the sweetest of her kisses we imbibe the most pernicious of poisons and my mariana asked antonio amazed pardon me antonio continued salvator even your mariana who is loveliness and grace personified has given me a fresh proof of how dangerous the mysterious nature of woman is to us just call to mind what was the behaviour of that innocent inexperienced child when we carried her uncle home how at a single glance from me she divined everything everything i tell you and as you yourself admitted proceeded to play her part with the utmost sagacity but that is not to be at all compared with what took place on the occasion of musso's visit to the old gentleman the most practised address the most impenetrable cunning in short all the inventive arts of the most experienced woman of the world could not have done more than little mariana did in order to deceive the old gentleman with perfect success she could not have acted in any better way to prepare the road for us for any kind of enterprise our feud with the cranky old fool any sort of cunning scheme seems justified but come my dear antonio never mind my fanciful crotchets but be happy with your mariana as happy as you can if a monk had taken his place beside signor pasquale when he set out along with his niece to go to nicolo musso's theatre everybody would have thought that the strange pair were being led to execution first went valiant michel repulsive in appearance and armed to the teeth then came signor pasquale and mariana followed by fully twenty gendarmes nicolo received the old gentleman and his lady with every mark of respect at the entrance to the theatre and conducted them to the seats which had been reserved for them immediately in front of the stage signor pasquale felt highly flattered by this mark of honour and gazed about him with proud and sparkling eyes whilst his pleasure his joy was greatly enhanced to find that all the seats near and behind mariana were occupied by women alone a couple of violins and a bass fiddle were being tuned behind the curtains of the stage the old gentleman's heart beat with expectation and when all at once the orchestra struck up the ritornello of his work he felt an electric thrill tingling in every nerve formica came forward in the character of pasquarello and sang sang in capuzzi's own voice and with all his characteristic gestures the most hopeless aria that ever was heard the theatre shook with the loud and boisterous laughter of the audience they shouted they screamed wildly oh pasquale capuzzi our most illustrious composer and artist bravo bravissimo 
the old gentleman not perceiving the ridicule and irony of the laughter was in raptures of delight the aria came to an end and the people cried shh shh for dr graziano played on this occasion by nicolo musso himself appeared on the stage holding his hands over his ears and shouting to pasquarello for goodness sake to stop his ridiculous screeching then the doctor asked pasquarello how long he had taken to the confounded habit of singing and where he had got that execrable piece from whereupon pasquarello replied that he didn't know what the doctor would have he was like the romans and had no taste for real music since he failed to recognize the most talented of musicians the aria had been written by the greatest of living composers in whose service he had the good fortune to be receiving instruction in both music and singing from the master himself graziano then began guessing and mentioned the names of a great number of well-known composers and musicians but at every distinguished name pasquarello only shook his head contemptuously at length pasquarello said that the doctor was only exposing gross ignorance since he did not know the name of the greatest composer of the time it was no other than signor pasquale capuzzi who had done him the honour of taking him into his service could he not see that he was the friend and servant of signor pasquale then the doctor broke out into a loud long roar of laughter and cried what had he pasquarello after running away from him the doctor with whom besides getting his wages and food he had had his palm tickled with many a copper had he gone and taken service with the biggest and most inveterate old coxcomb who ever stuffed himself with macaroni to the patched carnival fool who strutted about like a satisfied old hen after a shower of rain to the snarling skinflint the love-sick old poltroon who infected the air of the via ripetta with the disgusting bleeding which he called singing etc etc to which pasquarello quite incensed made reply that it was nothing but envy which spoke in the doctor's words he pasquarello was of course speaking with his heart in his mouth the doctor was not at all the man to pass an opinion upon signor pasquale capuzzi di sinigaglia he was speaking with his heart in his mouth the doctor himself had a strong tang of all that he blamed in the excellent signor pasquale but he was speaking with his heart in his mouth he pasquarello had himself often heard fully six hundred people at once laugh most heartily at dr graziano and so forth then pasquarello spoke a long panegyric upon his new master signor pasquale attributing to him all the virtues under the sun and he concluded with a description of his character which he portrayed as being the very essence of amiability and grace heaven bless you formica lisped signor capuzzi to himself heaven bless you formica i perceive you have designed to make my triumph perfect since you are upbraiding the romans for all their envious and ungrateful persecution of me and are letting them know who i really am ha here comes my master himself cried pasquarello at this moment and there entered on the stage signor pasquale capuzzi himself just as he breathed and walked his very clothes face 
gestures gait postures in fact so perfectly like signor capuzzi in the auditorium that the latter quite aghast let go marianna's hand which hitherto he had held fast in his own and tapped himself his nose his wig in order to discover whether he was not dreaming or seeing double whether he was really sitting in nicolo musso's theatre and dare credit the miracle capuzzi on the stage embraced dr graziano with great kindness and asked how he was the doctor replied that he had a good appetite and slept soundly at his service and as for his purse well it was suffering from a galloping consumption only yesterday he had spent his last ducat for a pair of rosemary-coloured stockings for his sweetheart and was just going to walk round to one or two bankers to see if he could borrow thirty ducats but how can you pass over your best friends said capuzzi here my dear sir here are fifty ducats come take them pasquale what are you about said the real capuzzi in an undertone dr graziano began to talk about a bond and about interest but signor capuzzi declared that he could not think of asking for either from such a friend as the doctor was pasquale have you gone out of your senses exclaimed the real capuzzi a little louder after many grateful embraces dr graziano took his leave now pasquarello drew near with a good many bows and extolled signor capuzzi to the skies adding however that his purse was suffering from the same complaint as graziano's and he begged for some of the same excellent medicine that had cured his capuzzi on the stage laughed and said he was pleased to find that pasquarello knew how to turn his good humour to advantage and threw him several glittering ducats pasquale you must be mad possessed of the devil cried the real capuzzi aloud he was bidden be still pasquarello went still further in his eulogy of capuzzi and came at last to speak of the aria which he capuzzi had composed and with which he pasquarello hoped to enchant everybody the fictitious capuzzi clapped pasquarello heartily on the back and went on to say that he might venture to tell him pasquarello his faithful servant in confidence that in reality he knew nothing whatever of the science of music and in respect to the aria of which he had just spoken as well as all pieces that he had ever composed why he had stolen them all out of frescobaldi's canzonas and carissimi's motets i tell you you're lying in your throat you knave shouted the capuzzi off the stage rising from his seat again he was bidden keep still and the woman who sat next him drew him down on the bench it's now time to think about other and more important matters continued capuzzi on the stage he was going to give a grand banquet the next day and pasquarello must look alive and have everything that was necessary prepared then he produced and read over a list of all the rarest and most expensive dishes making pasquarello tell him how much each would cost and at the same time giving him the money for them pasquale you're insane you've gone mad you good-for-nothing scamp you spendthrift shouted the real capuzzi at intervals growing more and more enraged the higher the cost of this the most nonsensical of dinners rose at length when the list was finished pasquarello asked what had induced him to give such a splendid banquet to-morrow will be the happiest and most joyous day of my life replied the fictitious capuzzi for know my good pasquarello that i am going to celebrate to-morrow the auspicious marriage of my dear niece marianna i am going to give her hand to that brave young fellow the best of all artists scacciati 
hardly had the words fallen from his lips when the real capuzzi leapt to his feet utterly beside himself quite out of his mind his face all aflame with the most fiendish rage and doubling his fists and shaking them at his counterpart on the stage he yelled at the top of his voice no you won't no you won't you rascal you scoundrel you pasquale do you mean to cheat yourself out of your mariana you hound are you going to throw her in the arms of that scoundrel sweet mariana thy life thy hope thy all ah look to it look to it you infatuated fool just remember what sort of a reception you will meet with from yourself you shall beat yourself black and blue with your own hands so that you will have no relish to think about banquets and weddings but the capuzzi on the stage doubled his fists like the capuzzi below and shouted in exactly the same furious way and in the same high-pitched voice may all the spirits of hell sit at your heart you abominable nonsensical pasquale you atrocious skinflint you lovesick old fool you gaudy tricked-out ass with the cap and bells dangling about your ears take care lest i snuff out the candle of your life and so at length put an end to the infamous tricks which you try to foist upon the good honest modest pasquale capuzzi amidst the most fearful cursing and swearing of the real capuzzi the one on the stage dished up one fine anecdote after the other about him you'd better attempt shouted at last the fictitious capuzzi you only dare pasquale you amorous old ape to interfere with the happiness of these two young people whom heaven has destined for each other at this moment there appeared at the back of the stage antonio scacciati and mariana locked in each other's arms albeit the old gentleman was at other times somewhat feeble on his legs yet now fury gave him strength and agility with a single bound he was on the stage had drawn his sword and was charging upon the pretended antonio he found however that he was held fast behind an officer of the papal guard had stopped him and said in a serious voice recollect where you are signor pasquale you are in niccolo musso's theatre without intending it you have to-day played a most ridiculous role you will not find either antonio or mariana here the two persons whom capuzzi had taken for his niece and her lover now drew near along with the rest of the actors the faces were all completely strange to him his rapier escaped from his trembling hand he took a deep breath as if awakening out of a bad dream he grasped his brow with both hands he opened his eyes wide the presentiment of what had happened suddenly struck him and he shouted mariana in such a stentorian voice that the walls rang again but she was beyond reach of his shouts antonio had taken advantage of the opportunity whilst pasquale oblivious of all about him and even of himself was quarrelling with his double to make his way to mariana and back with her through the audience and out at a side door where a carriage stood ready waiting and away they went as fast as their horses could gallop towards florence mariana screamed the old man again mariana she is gone she has fled that knave antonio has stolen her from me away after them have pity on me good people and take torches and help me to look for my little darling oh you serpent and he tried to make for the door but the officer held him fast saying do you mean that pretty young lady who sat beside you 
i believe i saw her slip out with a young man i think antonio scacciati a long time ago when you began your idle quarrel with one of the actors who wore a mask like your face you needn't make a trouble of it every inquiry shall at once be set on foot and mariana shall be brought back to you as soon as she is found but as for yourself signor pasquale your behaviour here and your murderous attempt upon the life of that actor compel me to arrest you signor pasquale his face as pale as death incapable of uttering a single word or even a sound was led away by the very same gendarmes who were to have protected him against masked devils and spectres thus it came to pass that on the self-same night on which he had hoped to celebrate his triumph he was plunged into the midst of trouble and of all the frantic despondency which amorous old fools feel when they are deceived end of part three signor formica chapter five recording by expatriate in bangor maine